Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. And hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Behind Fanny. I am Byron Wilkins, your host here, and we're going to dive headfirst into the early 70s rock band Fanny and their music and Joining me, none other, is drummer Alice DeBure. Hello, Alice. Hey, Byron. How are you? Eh, you know. That's good enough. Considering 2020, you know, it's eh, Yeah. You know, <laughs> and also along for the ride <laughs> is uh, Roy Silver, manager Roy Silver's daughter, Dr. Kristen Hilaire Glasgow. Hello, Dr. K. Hello, Byron. Hello, Alice. Can hey, you Kristen. believe? Hello. Can you believe we're already on episode four? Four. Four. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know what? Four, it was uh, soundstage four in at uh, Burbank's, uh, Warner Brothers Burbank oh. Studios that we rehearsed the first album on. It's where we played the concert for all the, the reprise executives on the... Uh, Oh. Camelot furniture, <laughs> big deal. That is a big deal, and there were four members of Fanny. So look how this all ties in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and four so, albums. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, we're good. <laughs> so we are diving right into episode four because we've had a lot of questions um, from our hashtags: June Jams, Jean Genie, Ask Alice, and Nikki Notes. And toward the last episode, episode three, we talked about. A lot of the questions being technical. For example, did June, when she used slide, use metal or glass? Both. Why? As well as Jean, did she use a pick or not a pick on bass? So we're going to get to that today, as well as listening to some great music. Well, I would like to hear a song from the first LP uh, where June actually does play slide. And that's, I just realized, for two reasons. One is that she does do the slide at the end of the song. I also want to talk about Jeannie's bass part during the verses, mm. which I really, really like. And then the mm-hmm. third reason, even if I said two, is <laughs> that I just love the vibe of the song. It's a You're great vibe. A drummer that can't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's a story for that. I think, yeah, there should have been four reasons continuing the theme today, you know? Yeah. You okay. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's so funky, isn't it? Yeah. And when I was listening to the song this week, uh, getting ready for the podcast, Jean's bass part jumped out at me where she does the boom, boom, do, dum, 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 where she jumps up to the high notes, down to the low notes, back just for a beat on that high note. And it just gives it that really, really cool little punch, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, um, yeah. I used to, I always tried to match my bass drum, my right foot, to Gene's bass part so that the, mm. 
that the rhythm section always sounded really tight and together. I didn't always succeed, but I did try. <laughs> oh, well, you least... succeeded on this one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Gina's, uh, you know, playing in octaves. She's taking yep. the note and then going yep. up an octave and she's bouncing up and down and she walks the neck, as we say, effortlessly. Uh, she just does this all the time. She's just down there and all of a sudden, boom, she's up on the, on the high end there and all that. And uh, that's pretty, pretty cool as a bass player. Cause I, I, uh, I was not very effective at that. I was really good in one place. Like you give me a key and I'm like, okay, I can play there. But then it's like, wait a minute, I got to move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gene did move pretty well, but do you yeah, think that yeah. she's playing with a pick there or no pick Byron? Oh no, she's playing no pick uh, for yeah. sure on that one but we can uh we can let gene actually answer that question okay well in the beginning i did use a pick but eventually i decided that playing with my fingers are a lot more versatile it could be you can play in a lot more subtle way with your fingers than with a pick so i so show to playing with the with my fingers it depends on what you like i don't think there's anything wrong either way or anything completely right either way it's what suits you i think for a couple of songs i did use a pick at um back in the day i used to have an a string bass and so when i played the a string i still use a pick on that because it was much harder to play the 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 a strings with your fingers oh a yeah. string bass yeah you got to use a pick holy crap yeah. give me more than four strings i lose my mind you know <laughs> You know, like, no, 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 no. You well, know, that's that's that. part of the magic of of how buttery her bass playing was, and, and that's if, because of the fingers. That's, yeah, and that's and, and that's the sound she was going for. So she figured it out. It's like okay, I got to use my fingers to get this smooth, you know, bass yep. playing down uh, mm -hmm. type of thing. If you guys were, uh, you know, Judas Priest, yeah, she should be playing with a pick. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting when she and I were talking about this because I was saying that the questions from the fans were basically saying, did she use a pick or no pick? Because purists tend to pick one oh. or the other, no pun intended. And she, she was saying that when she initially switched over from playing guitar to bass, that she just instantly took the pick over with her. Mm -hmm. Until she started to learn how to, using your word buttery, make it feel more buttery by using her fingers. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Can we hear, let's go on to the second verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the and, Muhammad Ali of bass playing, you know? Yeah. It's oh. like a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, June and Nikki wrote this song, which is mm -hmm. one of the few yeah. that I they wrote together. Th I think three over a three? four albums. Yeah. Yeah. I think ah. three. Okay. I'd, yeah. I'd, had, I'd have to look, but I know that they wrote this one, and, and I can hear both of them in the lyrics. You know, there are some lines that are definitely Nikki. And there are mm -hmm. other lines that you can tell June threw in. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a cool. great collaboration though. Yeah. Yeah. And I they wish they'd been able to write more together. Yeah. yeah. They split the vocals too. That was June singing there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can always tell Nikki's voice. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I sometimes confuse Gene and June's voices. 
So. Yeah, well, June and Jean, a lot of times we had uh, June and Jean sing uh, not in harmony, but at the same time, mm-hmm. or Jean and Nikki would sing at the same time. Sometimes it was all three of them singing the lead vocals because mm-hmm. it just punched it up more. Okay. I always felt that our vocals were um, a little weak and uh, people have said, I, you're crazy, but no. I think you're crazy. Well, well, you can think I'm crazy. That's <laughs> Panama. <laughs> yeah. But um, I like that. And some, some people say, why do they have, you know, why are more than one, why is more than one singer singing the verse? And it's like, I think it gave depth and um, uh, stronger, more strength to the, to the verse. And also more unity as a band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there was not necessarily a front lead singer. Right. Which made it more collaborative. Yeah. And, and Alice, I just want to pick, on some, pick up on something that you were saying that you had noted that this was June's first um, time playing slide for Fanny. On record. On record. Yeah. And, I, you know, this is incredible. She wasn't quite sure if she remembered that correctly. But, yes, it was definitely her first song on record playing slide. Yeah. And I think we have um, mm-hmm. June questioning that herself, don't we? We do. In an interview I did with her a couple weeks ago, um, I had asked her that. And this is, we were talking about the song I just realized, and here's what she had to say. That is a hot tune. That is a hot tune. But it sounds what? like you're playing slide guitar. Were you already playing slide that early? I would have had to because, you know, I was meeting Lowell and I was getting, I was beginning to understand everything that could go into an arrangement and how you could choose this different instruments to represent, quite honestly. So you had to kind of be fearless and try a bunch of stuff out. fade anyway yeah <laughs> so and, powerful and, yeah but you listen to that slide mm-hmm. and that sounds like she's been playing slide I, all of her life i was just thinking that i mean my god that's intimidating <laughs> to listen to <laughs> that's your first attempt at slide on record yeah brilliant, yeah. brilliant. She, nailed she nailed it she definitely definitely nailed it um nikki uh has talked to me about uh june's guitar playing and all that and she um she said that gene uh June, I'm sorry, uh, could play some what in Nikki's words, delicious, dirty rock lead. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> say it that. again. I want to hear that again. D- delicious, dirty rock lead. I like that. You know, fabulous. The, yeah, and all that. But uh, that June was more into softer music, and that kind of you know uh, led them to butt heads because Nikki would want to be more. She's more the rocker. She wanted June to play more of this stuff, and she said and all that. Um, so I can under, you know, but getting her to do so was like pulling teeth or whatever. So I can understand, you know, where some of the, uh, you know, uh, tug of, tug of war there between the two of them came from, but Nikki was always, uh, has always been very, uh, uh, complimentary of, of June's playing, uh, and all that. So I just thought mm. I'd throw that in there. Yeah, because no. that was some pretty dirty lead there at the end. That was nice. <laughs> delicious. Oh, it was it, delicious. Yeah, yes. Delicious, dirty <laughs> rock lead. Yes. Well, and continuing on the slide theme, um, again, with our hashtags, we had with hashtag June Jams, a bunch of 
other musicians write in. Jack from Detroit, uh, Dennis Menard. There were others who wanted to know uh, how and when June used glass or metal slide or both and, and why. And part of the interview I did with her, she also discussed this. So let's listen to that. I use both. Well, I use glass because Bonnie Raitt taught me how to make a, a glass slide. And with her, it was in particular take a Matus bottle, which I don't drink, so I'd have the roadies drink it. Then I would get, get the bottle. And the way she taught me, which, which is probably how I'm sure she learned it from some blues player, you take a string and you wrap it around the bottom of the neck and you light it on fire, and then you can just snap it off. It's so both. The temperature difference, and then you put it into cold water, and then you take a file and you file it down. Then you take a candle and you light it and you put it around the edge where possibly it could hurt you. Now, it's interesting because in the Philippines, maybe you know this or maybe you don't, but <laughs> there are lots of insects there and there are hundreds of types of spiders. And there are spiders that, if they walk over your skin, they leave a trail of hair embedded. In your skin so bad but it's awfully itchy so what you do is you take a candle and you light it you turn it upside down and you let it land on all the hairs uh you know it's a little sting but it actually feels good at that point and then let it cool off a little you pull the hairs off it just comes out nice and easy so you know that final twist of using a candle and candle wax seemed really like homey to me you know and i love this so i use a, i use a that matus bottle neck for a long time. Now, now I'll use both. I use uh, glass and, and metal slides. Mm-hmm. Ooh, spiders. <laughs> yes, what you're hearing in the background of that interview is me edited out from gasping and screaming at the horror of that story. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Although, she said this so calmly. Like, she's oh, so calmly. Walk on you. Yeah, what? exactly. What? Embedded. Nothing. No big deal. And so the other hashtag question that we got this week was for you, Alice, hashtag Ask Alice. And it's interesting because we have already discussed a lot of cover songs, but what did not come up so far is the all of the Motown songs that the early Fanny covered. And I yeah. was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that for your fans. Well, I'd like to hear a little bit first of a lot of good love. It's, mm-hmm. It takes a lot of good loving. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means vocals on that. Yeah, we 
this felt when I first met June and Jean and Addie was in the band, the Svelts played a lot of uh, Motown stuff, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, Wild Honey played Motown stuff. Uh, our, our audition for Richard uh, was nowhere to run. I mean, Motown songs were our roots. When we played at uh, Fort Ord, Stillwell Hall at Fort Ord, and the guys were getting ready to go to Vietnam, and they would get up and dance to the Motown stuff. The MPs would come and push them down into their chairs. You know, it was it was an incredible uh, connection with that wow. GI audience. It was really cool. That but really but cool. Nikki was not mm. a fan of Motown. Motown. No. And her direct quote is, um, she referred to him as vanilla Motown girl group song. So she was not a <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, she was not a fan. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we Although, had, go ahead. I'm sorry. We, that's all right. I was just going to say that we had laid down the basic track to this um, before Nikki joined the band, but mm. she did. She may not have been a fan of Motown, but she did put a, a pretty good organ oh. solo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, this song drives. This is, you know, it may be Motown originally, but this is, again, Fanny made it their own. Like I say, Nikki might not might not have liked Motown, but no. she she got into it. She really mm-hmm. did. All yeah. of you did. That just drives. I would love to be at that moment to with Richard Perry when he heard all of you playing live. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I know the different song, Nowhere to Run, but still, I mean, that must have just blown his mind. Yeah, that that it. I think that was the the song. It probably took him thirty seconds to say, "Oh, I need to sign these guys <laughs> or girls <laughs> or girls." Yeah. <laughs> And I, I know that uh, because of our Motown background, um, we brought the Motown songs to the Fanny albums. Mm-hmm. But my memory, and I think June has a different memory, but I, my memory is that um, Richard 
had us do Hey Bulldog and Badge, the more rocking songs. I don't yeah. I don't remember us coming up with those songs. We definitely did brought Nowhere to Run to the Party and we brought um Takes a Lot of Good Lovin'. But uh, Nowhere to Run was cut for the first album, I think, and then it is only available on the Fanny Four Pack, hmm. the Rhino Handmade set. Hmm. Look at four coming up again. Four pack. Oh dear, yes. <laughs> wow, that's just continuing. And we're we're <laughs> we're not talking about. Whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about the Motown cover of Marvin Gaye's "Ain't That Peculiar" this week. That another song Fanny owns. But I'm yeah. curious, Alice, who brought that to Richard, or did Richard bring "Ain't That Peculiar" to you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that would have been June. Wow. Yeah, that wow. would have been that would have been the band. Because that, that was something that we played. Now, she wasn't playing slide when we played it in the Svelts days. Mm. But uh, yeah. by the time she was playing fl- slide, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that oh. would have been a, a band thing. And oh. I know that we're going to get to the other three albums on these uh, upcoming episodes. But we've been focusing mostly on the first LP because it was 50 years ago that wow. fanny was released how is yeah. that possible yeah. when I'm only 25 that's so weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and real gone music the company that reissued all the cds my buddies over there gordon and gabby mm-hmm. um they are reissuing the vinyl um fanny album on white vinyl and actually wow. the 26th which is today um when you hear this um, that's the release date. So you can wow. get the white vinyl at realgone.com. Um, you can pre-order, although by the I, time people hear this. Yeah, they I, can just order it. Right. Yeah, the first hundred copies also get a Get Behind Fanny sticker. And additionally, at vinylmeplease.com, they're going to have the first LP on a orange and blue uh, splatter vinyl version uh, as well. It's probably like 30 bucks or something like that, a little more expensive. But uh, I did order that because I, w- I wanted to see what it was going to look like. It looked oh, kind of cool. Definitely. Yeah, I ordered one too. And you, and you don't have to join their club. You don't have to become a member to order yeah. the Fanny LP. So they changed their rules for us, which was pretty cool. That is really cool. Maybe because I'm, it's I'm glad they fi- did that. Yeah, maybe because it's been 50 years. You know, amazing. I don't know. That's impossible to right. fathom. Yeah. Byron, and, you know, what? I was just going to say. And- <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell no? <laughs> Kristen, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Fine. I was just going to compliment you as a band, but go ahead. <laughs> End it. <laughs> Byron, would you give us the rest of the social media hookups? Yes, and and the rest. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> on Twitter, you can find us at rocks underscore Fanny. And on Instagram at Fanny Rocks underscore 1970. On Facebook, just Fanny Rock Band. On YouTube, Fanny Rocks. And drop by the official Fanny website at FannyRocks.com for emails and all that fun stuff. And the hashtags, uh, Ask Alice, June Jams, Gene Genie, and Nikki Notes. Uh, you can use those on any of the... Uh, social media accounts and we'll pick up your questions. Yes. And on Twitter, please make sure to write, continue to write in questions Um, for our next episode. We have had so many people ask us about our intro and outro of the podcast. The intro is borrowed time and the outro is charity ball. So we'll be focusing a lot on that next week with your questions and continue to write us with the hashtags. We love hearing from you. Cool. You got it covered. 
<laughs> All right. Do. I think that's enough chatter for today. Byron, hit it. Shut the fuck up, Alice.